everyone. Welcome back. That was John's puppy. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Game Talk Radio. I'm Greg, and as you heard there, John's dog and John are back with me again this week. John, how are you today, man? Yeah, uh, good. <laughs> good. Uh, and today we really have one thing to talk about. We just got done live streaming, and you can watch the video on YouTube if you want to watch us comment in real time. We just got done watching the Sony PlayStation 5 reveal event. Uh, they shared a bunch of games. They actually did show what the hardware looks like now to go along with the controller. And uh, and we're going to talk about it a little bit. And that's really the only story we're going to talk about. And then John, of course, and I both have our game of the week picked out. And we have our pickup piles of the week. And right before we get started, I'm going to share uh, my, my eBay story, which if you follow me on Twitter, I was ranting a little bit about it last night. I saw that. But what an infuriating situation. So I don't often sell on eBay. I find eBay uh, to be really obnoxious as a seller. They side with the buyer 99% of the time. And oftentimes uh, it's when the buyers are totally ripping off, whether it's you send them something and then they say, oh, this is, it doesn't work. And they send you back something totally different, you know, and stuff like that. There's no protection for a seller in that situation. You just get boned. Uh, so I listed for Dave, he had a defective copy of Marvel versus Capcom for PS one, which is roughly about a hundred dollar game now, hundred to $110 game. And so we, we, we resurfaced it. It didn't work. We loaded it in our PlayStation two. It would get into the game. And then when you were like on the main menu, you'd hit like battle or something and then it would freeze. So the game didn't work. So we sold it on eBay as defective said the disc doesn't work. I said it loads up and then freezes before you get into a fight. Um, and then, you know, and said, you know, here's, it's got the case, the manual, I took pictures of everything. And we had it listed for $60 or best offer. So basically 60 bucks for the case or best offer. And really I wasn't expecting to get 60 bucks. It was like, let's just throw it up for 60 bucks and then let people pull us down in price because alone the disc only sells for 40 to $50. And if someone buys that and then buys the case for 40 to $50, that's the value of the game. So like, that's, that's how it works out. People buy cases all the time. So yep. The listing I made said, you know, Marvel's Capcom PS1 as is for parts slash case. That's what I said right in the auction, as is for parts, defective. So a guy makes an offer of like, I think he said, what's the lowest you're willing to go? And I said, I'll go to 45 because Dave just wanted to sell it. And I did too. And I don't like to deal with this stuff. So that was like Saturday morning. I packaged it up, got it out Saturday before the post office closed and like got the thing out right away. So whatever, it's fine. Last night, I all of a sudden get a return request for the item. And his his request is because the game doesn't load. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, I kind of said that. You know, when I'm messaging him back and forth, he says something like, well, you said the game would get into the game and then would freeze, but it doesn't even freeze. It just goes to the black PlayStation logo. It doesn't even load the game. And I'm like, okay, well, what does it matter if it loaded five seconds into the game and froze or doesn't load at all in your machine? Like... Right. You know, which I know, I know exactly what happened. Believe me. And I'm, I'm, <clears throat> it'll all be part of the story, but that, you know, that's, it's frustrating to me because if I had fought that, right. And if I had said, no, I said it was as is for parts, you bought it defective. You knew what you were getting. You keep it. I probably would have got negative feedback or he would have opened a claim with eBay and then eBay would have sided with him. So like, you know, what, what am I going to do at that point? <laughs> like, I really don't have an option. Yeah. As stupid as that sounds, you just don't have an option. And so we're going back and forth though. And he goes, I am willing to keep the item though. If you give me like a partial refund and I'm like, Oh, here we go. Because that's something that I call the eBay shakedown. 
And this is a move that a lot of buyers do where they get the item, they are slightly inconvenienced by some little thing, not enough to want to fully return the item. They're willing to keep the item if, you know, if you give them a partial refund back. So they're basically like shaking you down for a bigger discount because they know it's in my best interest to just give them $5 off the price and then not have them return it and try to resell it again. Right. You know, and it's really, really obnoxious. So we're going back and forth and he's like, well, I would consider keeping it for a partial refund. So I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm like, well, how much of a refund do you want? Cause I'm thinking five, 10 bucks. I'll probably just do it because that's the situation. He goes, I at least want $35 back. Of, so 15 bucks of, of the 45 he paid, he wanted $35 back. Oh, so he wanted for 10. He Jesus. wanted it for 10 bucks. And I'm like, I'm like, absolutely not. I said, this case alone is worth $40. I said, and I sold it as is for parts and for the case. So I shouldn't even be having this argument with you. I should make you keep it. But again, I'd get bad feedback for that. I guarantee he would say something like, oh, he sold me a bad product. And I'd be like, it's sold as is defective. I told you it was defective. So we're going back and forth. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know what? Fine, just return it. And he even said in one of his messages, he's like, I'll pay to return it if you just give me a full refund. And I'm like, fine, that's just, just do it. Send it back to me. I'll give you a refund. But eBay doesn't really have an option for that. Like when I offer a refund, I have to give him the full refund plus shipping. It's kind of bogus. Uh, so I actually had to pay. And it was only like three bucks to ship it back. So whatever. Um, but I, I, you know, it just, it was so annoying. And then he kept messaging me and he goes, well, let me ask you this. If I just send you the disc back, how much would, how much of no. a refund would you give me just if I gave you the disc back and kept the case? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, the, the case is what you bought. <laughs> like he didn't buy the whole thing. So anyway, it was just this really obnoxious situation. I'm like, nope, I'm not doing any of that. Just return it. And as soon as I get the item, I'll give you your money back and you can piss off. And like, I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking. And I'm like, it's, it's, I don't sell on eBay often, but when I do sell on eBay, this is exactly what happens that makes me not want to sell on eBay anymore. It's just, it's completely obnoxious and people like he'll get away with that. Like he didn't do anything wrong. And I, I have customers coming to the store sometimes too. And they'll talk about their eBay experiences. And I hear them say stuff like this, like as a buyer, they'll say, Oh yeah, well I got the game and I don't know. I didn't really like it. So I just said like, it didn't work and I wanted to refund. Like people say that to me and I'm like, Oh, okay. So, you know, so, you know, again, selling on eBay is a headache and I don't do it anyway. I only really do it. Like in this case, I do it with defective stuff. I clearly state it's defective because you can't return it. And I don't even know how eBay let him do a return when I literally said it's as is for parts. Like I put it as a defective item. They should know that there's no returns on that. You know, it, I think what happened was either the guy owns a game store or knows somebody who owns a game store and he bought it thinking he could get it resurfaced and fix it. And that he thought he would get a good deal on it. So he bought it, took it to the store, got it resurfaced, and then it still didn't work. And he's like, well, this sucks. I don't, I don't, I want my money back now. You know what you should have done? Not what? put the disc in it. <laughs> well, the next time I sell it, I'll probably just sell the case yeah. and just not deal with it. Or I'll sell it as case only and then just throw in the disc and say, hey, this disc doesn't work, but you can have it. And then it'll no, be don't like even a do bonus. that because then you're just... You're just asking for that to happen again. Don't well, even don't even put the disc. In. Yeah, that's true. And and so honestly, like like people piss me off so bad with stuff like that. It's so annoying. And I just like and, and that's the thing is I I could have fought it, right? Like I could have said I'm not giving you a return. I sold it as is. I could have went to eBay and said, "Hey, I sold it as is for parts to buy the case and now he's complaining that it doesn't work. I said it didn't work." 
but he got me on a technicality because I said the game loaded and then froze. And he was like, no, the game doesn't load at all. I'm like that, which honestly, in my opinion, eBay would have sided with him over that. I think, I think eBay well, would have said, well, yeah, you misled him in the description because you said it would load and it didn't like, do you, do you remember my eBay horror story? Um, mine's considerably maybe? more expensive. Was that, was that a car thing? Yes. Uh, so I sold, I sold a supercharger that would work on an E46, either BMW MZ3 or E46 or E36 uh, BMW M3. Oh, okay. So it came off of an MZ3, but you could put it in either car. What I because they have the same engine. Yeah. What I said was, you are not getting. You're just getting the supercharger. You're not getting any of the other stuff you need. You need to make it work on your own. It is just for the supercharger. Seems pretty cut and dry. <laughs> Sold it for $2,000. And almost a full year later, the guy that bought it filed a... Um, he filed a complaint with American Express, which American Express just deducted $2,000 from my PayPal account. Uh, and so How is that PayPal possible a year later? Uh, it was almost a year later. American Express, you can contest charges up to a f um, up to 365 calendar days later. All right. All and right. so all of a sudden I get an email saying my, my PayPal is negative two grand. And I was just like, oh my God, what the heck? And so I... Um, the, I had to contact the seller, and the seller shook me down for $800. And I was like, all right, are you going to give me back the, the supercharger? And he's like, no, I sold it already. And I was like, well, if you sold the thing, then why are you hitting me for two grand? And he's, wow. like, he's like, well, I only got $1,200 for it. So you need to give me the extra $800, or I'll continue, or I'll keep the, the, um, the fee. That's crazy. So I, had to, I had to come up with $800 to pay this jerk. So that way I wasn't hit with uh, $2,100 worth of uh, worth of crap from PayPal. And you know what's messed up about that is you probably could have taken those messages from him and be like, wait a minute, you already sold it. You you resold the item. You can't like you can't do a refund on it. Like that's all kinds of crap. Like what year was that? Uh, it was probably... 2010 ish good god what a mess man yeah that, I, I don't that, remember that, that story powered me on selling on ebay that that's crazy to me that it could be that long and even if american express took the charge back how did paypal allow that like how did paypal not say no this was an auction and ebay like get involved and say no he got the item like i don't i i mean i understand that american express can do that but my god that's crazy dude he claimed it wasn't uh it wasn't as advertised because the the supercharger came off a, a z or mz3 rather than a, a bmw m3 but it's like they are the same engine and also i specifically said you're just getting the supercharger that's crazy man. <laughs> but well, yeah that was fine. uh well hey I, I see that's exactly it and i understand that you have to have buyer protection and i buy a lot on ebay and i've had to use buyer protection before so it's like i get it but man and that's, I think, what happens when you have automated systems for claims and stuff like that, because yeah, 
Oh man. Well, that that is that makes my story look terrible, John. So good, you <laughs> you win. <laughs> you win the crappy eBay story of the day. <laughs> Although that Sonic behind my shoulder is from eBay, and that wasn't the that wasn't a negative experience. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it is cool. I do like that. Um, so, all right. So, like I said, we have our uh, pickup piles of the week. We have our game of the week. But first, we're going to talk about the PlayStation 5 reveal. So, if you haven't seen it, uh, the PlayStation 5 had about an hour and 15-minute event today. And they started showcasing a bunch of games. Some looked really interesting. Some looked, you know, whatever. <laughs> they didn't show a lot of certain games. So, you're like, okay. Uh, it was very similar to the Xbox one, honestly. I, I look at these two, and while I am more of a Sony fan, as far as the PlayStation two, three, and four went, uh, I, I looked at this and I don't, I'm not like bowing to the Sony gods saying Microsoft sucks. Like I thought both were pretty good. I, I thought both, uh, presentations had games and it was fine. Uh, so I, I posed this question to you. I po- excuse me. I posed this question to you poised. Uh, I posed this question to you, John, at the end of the stream, but you watched the Xbox conference a few, was that a few weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago. Like a month ago, you watched this one. What are your thoughts as a comparison? Like when you look at the two, do you feel like they were roughly the same, or do you feel like one was dominant over the other? Or like when you compare the two, what do you come up with? I would say PlayStation was definitely the more dominant of the two. Um, I could have done without without as many geometric shape transitions. Yeah, uh-huh. I, thought, I thought those were getting a little silly. But I do think that they showed off a lot more first-party games. I mean, it, they definitely did. They definitely um, did, yeah. And But the the comparison to Microsoft's conference isn't really even fair because the Microsoft thing wasn't really about first-party. It was just a first taste of games, and they even, they even said that they weren't going to be showing for much first-party stuff in that stream before it happened. So their thing is like, I think a month from now where we'll get basically the equivalent of what this is most likely. So sure. I definitely think Sony had, had the, the better showing because I mean, the Spider-Man game looked great. Uh, that housemark game, uh, looked really, really neat. Um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn looked great. Like there was a lot of games that looked fantastic from Sony. Um, I'm glad they showed the console. So I'm that all overall had me hyped. I don't care about uh, Gran Turismo Seven, uh, as you could hear me. Yeah, they they led with some interesting stuff game wise. Like they led with Grand Theft Auto Five, the online yep. being free when it comes out on PS Five. So like, okay, I mean, I'm I'm assuming they're gonna. This is finally where. Rockstar is going to split GTA Online and make it just a free-to-play game. And which then, they should. Which they They're should. Money. Yeah, and they should have done that years ago. So they started with that, and then they, they say how, well, we've got a little bit to show about the new Gran Turismo. So they put Gran Turismo 7 up, and there's like a minute or two of racing. And you're like, okay, it's it's racing. It's Gran Turismo. Like, there's not anything there. I, I don't I don't know why you show Gran Turismo when you don't have a lot to show. And that game's probably two or three years away still. They just always are. Unless yeah. they surprise us with as a launch title, it'd be incredible, but they would have shown more if they had more, I think. And so, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I think that this this was more of a showcase of, like, heavy-hitting AAA games, 
But that was what Sony said they were going to do. Microsoft never said they were going to do that. So it's kind of like checked expectations. Like I went into the Xbox one, assuming they were going to show some cool games, some stuff we'd seen, some stuff we hadn't, and that'd be it. And then with the Sony conference, I was hoping to see the console. We hadn't been confirmed of that. I was hoping to see the console and then just see some games. And most notably, I wanted to know about the Blue Point game, which <laughs> if you watch the stream or if you get to watch the clip, I geeked out because I got what I wanted, which rarely happens, it seems, lately in these things. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. Like, I think I think it had a, a stronger showing, like you're saying, but that's kind of what they said they were going to do. So it makes sense. You know, nothing weird. Uh, like you said, uh, one of, and there were some surprises. First big surprise software-wise was Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales. Uh, and yeah. what was it called? It's a, it's just called Spider-Man Miles Morales. That Which right? I think they should flip it. I think it should be Miles Morales Spider-Man. Yeah. Like it just makes more sense. Or what if they called it something like the Spectacular Spider-Man, and that would be Miles' Spider-Man game, and then you could still have just Spider-Man or a Amaz- You know what I mean? Like, they could have broke it off. But obviously, uh, I finished Spider-Man, and they definitely have more Peter Parker story to tell. Yeah. But Miles Morales, obviously, with the popularity of Into the Spider-Verse... And the comics, like, that's a good character, too. So I love... And, and that's coming out this year. So I think that's going to be a launch title. Is like I think that's a fair guess. Yep. They said it was coming out, like, holiday 2020. So it, it now we don't know... Like, there's more... I need more details, obviously. But if it's a full $60 game and it's a whole new full game, man, sign me up. That's great. And then if they're somehow bouncing back and forth between the two games, Peter Parker's and Miles Morales' story, that's awesome. Like, sign me up. I'm hoping that they team up with the creators of the Spider-Man movie for soundtrack purposes, because the soundtrack of the Spider-Man movie was so good. Like there were certain points in that, like when he dove off that building, what the music at that time, like made the hair on my arms rise up and gave me goosebumps. Like that, that game should have some great music like the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movie ad. I am 110% with you, and I ha- that's one of my favorite movie soundtracks of all time. And and Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse is, like, my absolute favorite Spider-Man movie. I, I mean, yep. I, I didn't think that would be a thing. I saw it in the theater three times, and I've Damn. watched it countless others since it's been out. I just absolutely love it. Like, I don't I don't think you could capture Spider-Man better than they did in that movie. And, and it's got something for everyone. I mean, it's got Peter Parker in it, you know? Like, you don't have to be a, 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 a an old-school spider-man fan who only loves peter parker like you, he was there and you get young new spider-man he miles is there you get spider gwen like it's all there you know like there's I mean, really it's really hard for me to know anybody who hates that movie and it, like i, I mean, really struggle with parents. it. yeah yeah like thank you for not killing his damn parents yeah um <laughs> and so that uh that was a neat surprise uh then they showed off uh, a new Ratchet and Clank called Rift Apart, which I, I kind of wasn't really expecting. And you said it best, John. You're like, how many games is Insomniac working on? Yeah. <laughs> because apparently after they got bought by Sony, they just kicked it in overdrive. They probably hired twice as many people. Or it's one of those things where it's it's part of a Sony Worldwide Studios. We don't know for a fact that the new one... I mean, I guess it did say Insomniac revealed Ratchet and Clank, but maybe they get help from the other Sony Studios because that's kind of this idea of Sony Studios is this linking of all their studios to be able to work together so yeah uh, so that'd be cool because i feel like they're probably also still working on a sequel to the regular spider-man game like i think miles morales is a side game and they're still probably going to do a spider-man too oh yeah i mean spider-man's been out by the time this game comes out spider-man will have been out for two years 
So, you know, a two-year turnaround makes sense to me, especially when you have the base engine built. And then if they do the next Spider-Man game two years after that, and then maybe Miles Morales two years after that, like they've got a plan and, and it's it's good. It's smart. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, there wasn't much. There wasn't much for third party uh, games in this showcase at all. Well, there were, but they were like a lot of indies that looked weird. So that was like your bug snacks. We laughed about that, right? So it's from the new. It's from the creators of Octodad, and it's like you're on an yep. island where there's bugs mixed with food, and so like there's a little hamburger crab, and there's like it's the weirdest stuff. Like it's cute. It looks funny. I don't know if I'd ever play that. Um, uh, that one guy talking about his wiener hands was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, the other talk about wiener hands. You know, uh, here's kind of a list of the other games John I've got up on the screen. But you know, Goodbye Volcano High and Jet the Far Shore, Kena Bridge of the Spirits, Little Devils Inside. And, uh, they did show Oddworld Soulstorm, which I am all on board for a new Oddworld starring Abe. Uh, and it looks like it's side scrolling again, so it's gonna have a familiar feel. But it did look less clunky. It did look a little like less clunky to me just from the way okay. they were moving around. So it looked good. Um, stuff like the pathless stray, which, which, which looks cool because it's like a futuristic city with robots where the humans are all dead, but you play as a cat, like a living cat with all these robots did you, around. Did you tell Jenny about that game? And do, is she interested? I didn't yet, but thank you for reminding me. I have to do that. Uh, <laughs> and then solar ash. Um, and like, so there were, there were a bunch of, really cool games you know like like there were third party but a lot of indie stuff and a lot of stuff that looked fine but they didn't show a ton of it right so it's hard to get excited about it not um, any heavy hitters though like no ea no like no ubisoft at that at all that is it true was, they they showed like nba 2k uh 21 you know like yeah like, like who cares i mean i guess technically the big third party games would be uh ghostwire even though that is as far as i know that's a playstation exclusive they they announced that that is going to be a PlayStation exclusive, and then one other game that I forgot is also going to be PS exclusive. Um, Microsoft Aaron Greenberg uh, from Microsoft tweeted out saying that that um, like you can enjoy these games on Xbox One X as well. Uh, yeah, one of them was the the Dead Space looking guy who gets transported to the moon with that little girl. That one's going to be on Xbox. Yep, that's a uh, Prag Pragmata. Was that that one? Yeah. And and that one's from Capcom actually, which I really? didn't I didn't see the Capcom logo anywhere. I I didn't either during that trailer, but that's a Capcom game. Then they obviously mm -hmm. showed Resident Evil Eight, uh, Resident Evil Village. It's called uh, it. It's uh, and this was actually leaked a, 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 like a month or two ago about Resident Evil Eight Village, and that it was going to have werewolves in it, and that's what the trailer showed. So that leak was legitimate. Um, it stars Ethan, who was the star of Resident Evil Seven, who was in like the crazy hillbilly house. Uh, and then they looked like they had Chris Redfield in the game too. So, I mean, all that stuff's cool, you know? A less uh, bovine growth hormone version of Chris yeah. Redfield. N not he Red seems to have lost some muscle mass between now and 5. Yeah, Resident Evil 5 to now, he's he, he's gotten off that superhero diet and workout regimen. But he also looks different, but they made him look different at the end of 7 because he, like, rescues Ethan at the end of that game. And he okay. looks totally different. And there was, like, a... There was like a a kind of an uproar. People were like, well, why the hell does Chris look so weird? Especially if this is Resident Evil seven, you didn't say this is Resident Evil kind of a reboot or anything like it's Resident Evil seven. So why is Chris look so weird? And, uh, and you know, so, but, but a new Resident Evil game, hell yeah. Resident Evil seven. Okay. I tried with every fiber of my being when that game came out to hate it 
because it was first person. It looked stupid. Resident Evil 6 was a turd. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with this game. It's going to be a, a laughable pile of crap. And my God, that game would not let me hate it. And it was so good. And I enjoyed it so much. And it's one of the best VR experiences. It's totally playable in VR start to finish. And it's just excellent. Oh, it's it's awesome. My, my buddy Mike, he played it. We were all hanging out at my brother's house one day. And he played it the majority of that whole day. And he literally, when he beat the game, he's like, I need to take a shower or something. Like, he felt grody <laughs> from the game. Like, being in it. It, was, it was awesome. Um, and we're not going to go through all the games, but, you know, they showed Godfall, which we had, we had seen from uh, Gearbox already. It was like the first PlayStation 5 revealed game. Uh, there was that game called Project, uh, Project Athia, which is the Square Enix game. Uh, Hitman 3 was shown off by IO Interactive. Uh, Death Loop from Arcane Studios that looked kind of neat. Uh, I had a really grindhouse kind of trailer feel to it, and it's uh, you know looked neat. And so like there was there was third party stuff, but nothing like you said, nothing earth shattering. Like it's almost like Microsoft yeah. had the earth shattering third party, and Sony had the earth shattering first party. Although I would say the first look at Resident Evil Eight is a pretty big deal. Um, but but you know but pretty cool. Um, and and then of course going back to first party. I got what I wanted, which is funny because when I saw the intro, I was like 99% sure, but I don't want to look stupid on the stream. But when they started like, like flying through the mountains and they show the mountains, I'm like, this looks just like the intro to demon souls. And, and, and there's been rumored that demon souls was coming. And actually one of the rumors was also, they were going to do an HD version of bloodborne for PS five. And I was like, that's actually really okay. stupid because it doesn't need an, a whole new game to be HD. Like just give me a PS five patch for the game to run it in 4k you know what i mean or just improve the loading times yeah yeah exactly little things (laughs) you know little little things ssd would definitely improve the loading times so uh so you know but they show it off and then it starts going and then they show like the creature flying and it's holding like an undead and i'm like i now it's the i has to be demon souls like there's no way it's not and uh if you watch the demon souls for ps3 trait like intro video it's beautiful still game is like a fantastic cinematic and then when they kind of showed the different things and they like showed like uh i mean it just looks incredible and it's blue point which redid shadow of the colossus and so they've got they've got a track record of taking a great game and like making it awesome or more awesome and updated and they're doing that with demon souls of all games which is just fantastic i don't know why that game is getting it other than the fact that i just want it <laughs> so do you were you a fan of the the tendency system in that game? And well, do you want it to come back? Because I don't. Y- yes. So I thought it was neat. I know what they were trying to do. The problem is they didn't explain it. And so the problem with a system like that is Demon Souls didn't even have a strategy guide. The only little mini guide you got was if you bought the Demon Souls Collector's Edition. There was like a little guide in there about tendencies. They didn't explain yep. how to get it, how to get it back. If you, you know what I mean? Like how to turn it. And then once the game had been out for a while, they started doing like tendency events. So if you were online, they would say all worlds are white tendency this week. So if you wanted to do things, you could, but it's, it was like, it was, it was a cryptic of uh, like a uh, feature that they didn't explain at all in the game. Cause that's what FromSoft does. Or I should say that's what they yep. don't do. They don't explain things. They put you into a world <laughs> and they say, deal with it. And if you want to figure it out, figure it out. And if you don't figure it out, tough shit. And that's kind of like how it goes. Um, so, but, but that made my, that made the show for me. Like I, I could not geek out any harder than that. And I, I, 
we've talked we talked about this la- uh, last week when we talked about the the games you know um in our collections i had that kingsfield black box i've been enjoying FromSoft's kingsfield games since the ps1 and when demon souls was coming out and i found out it was from the kingsfield people i thought oh like yeah i'll totally buy that like i'm, I'm down with that and and on the PS2, while they were working on Armored Core games, and they did do Eternal Ring, and they did do Kingsfield 4, and, you know, like, I was playing those. I was like, these are pretty cool. And then we didn't get Shadow Tower Abyss here. They did in Japan. So they were working on stuff in the PS2 era, but it's I almost felt like I hadn't really, like, I was waiting for something new from them. And when I heard it was Demon Souls, I was just, like, so excited. And, uh, and I played it right away. I played it at conference one year. I remember Atlas had a little, <laughs> Atlas had the smallest booth I've ever seen and they had one TV and they were playing a Demon's Souls demo on it. <laughs> they continued they to have the smallest, uh, booth and like one TV as yeah, well. It's, that's amazing to me that like just no, no, no budget whatsoever, but you know, uh, but it was great. And I love Demon's Souls when it came out. I played all the way through it with, uh, Mike, who I mentioned earlier, my good friend and like the two of us played all the way through it. In fact, I recently downloaded the PS3 emulator for PCs because the first game that they got working 100% was Demon Souls. And <laughs> so I tweaked the settings and I was running it like, you know, in 1080p and like uh, at, a, at an unlocked frame rate. And it was like, it was good, but it's still an emulator and it's still not the same. And uh, and then they ki- they killed the online servers, but someone set up a private server. So you can actually change your login or change your internet um like information on your PS3 and you can connect to different Demon Soul servers that are still running. There's a Discord. Really? You can, yeah, there's a Discord. You can team up with other players. It's great. That's pretty awesome. So that's awesome. And then when I heard rumors they were working on a Demon Souls, you know, I was like, that's not like how's why, why? You know, like don't get me wrong, the game sold good. It's it, like it was Gangbusters for Atlas, way overperformed than they thought it would, and obviously it led to what would become the best game in the series, in my opinion, which is Dark Souls the first dark souls and but demon souls being a a platform specific game it was it and it was before dark souls hit mainstream so it's not like everyone and their mother was clamoring for a demon souls remake you know but again not complaining i'm quite happy with it <laughs> so yeah. i'm glad and they're remaking it because it's also the one that sony has the rights to yeah so. which which is weird because like they must have gotten the rights to it, but Atlas published that game in the states. And, and right, I, but I yeah, I think I think Sony owned the rights to it in the first place, and that's why they went on to make Dark Souls was because they they had to make it different enough than Demon Souls, so that way they didn't, they could bring it multi platform. They could take it multi platform. So yeah, like the the yeah. name like Demon Souls was probably like. I'm sure there was some sort of co-op deal where it was Sony and, and Atlas together. And and I, I said this during the stream and I feel pretty confident in this. I could be wrong, but when Yoshida popped up and he said, Hey, this is a game that's near and dear to my heart. And then they showed demon souls. I'm pretty sure I read an article. It was either him or it was someone else who was the head of Sony at the time said that they played demon souls and they didn't want to bring it to the States. And they <laughs> thought that people wouldn't like it. They thought it was too hard. They thought it wasn't going to work here. And then Atlas brought it to the states and then obviously dark souls when it came opened up like ripped it open but demon souls is excellent 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 game so if you've played the dark souls yeah. games and you haven't played demon souls like you have to well i guess you can wait now <laughs> for the ps5 version uh but very very exciting stuff Especially what is your opinion that... i was gonna say what is your opinion on the art style because it does look a lot more vibrant than to me at least and a little bit 
cartoony compared to what FromSoft does. So I would Did you feel that way? I didn't, but I definitely get what you're saying. Like it looked brighter and more colorful in certain areas. Like when they show the the huge the Tower Knight, like um he's like the big knight with the big shield. Like when they showed him, he looked brighter. So I don't mm-hmm. know how they're gonna address that. But I mean, when you play Demon Souls now. It's it's bad looking like it's just low res. It's like it, it it's hard to play. And so I'm OK with sacrificing a little bit of the darkness to get like the clarity and the, the beauty of it. So uh, but no, it didn't concern me at all, man. Honestly, I saw that and I was like, this is just damn like it's uh, I'm so excited. Uh, was, was there a game specifically that you were particularly touched by like something that you saw you were super excited for or was there anything that really like grabbed you like demon souls grabbed me well i'm also a huge dark souls and souls game fan i have i have a platinum trophy and i think dark souls three uh two and not one because the trophies are possible on one um at least the make all boss weapons yeah but, i um, oh the trophies in those games are always annoying yeah, but um, I was very happy with, with Demon's Souls. That is definitely going to be a day one purchase. Um, the I'm, I'm excited about both the Insomniac games, the Spider-Man game, and uh, Ratchet & Clank looked awesome. I'm a big Ratchet & Clank geek, so if, that, if, that was probably the most exciting. Nice. If, if they somehow come out with Demon's Souls remaster and Spider-Man Miles Morales as launch titles for the PS5, like... That that would be for me like a, the most one of the most amazing launch lineups of all time, because like argue I said I've said this many times before the PS4's launch lineup sucked like there was <laughs> nothing I I feel like that was one of the weakest launch lineups I, I mean for me personally it's all opinion based obviously but I I always felt like it was one of the weakest and I, uh, there was PS2 with Fanta or Fantavision now now PS2 actually that's a good point PS2 I think had one of the strongest launch lineups you had. <laughs> And that was going to sound dumb, but you had Madden, you had Armored Core, you had Tekken, you had Ridge Racer, you had, like, like there were, I bought Madden, Tekken, I mean, Tekken Tag was a big deal, but Madden, Tekken, and Armored Core 2 were all launch titles. Yeah, plus plus a handful more. Like, I, that was that was pretty good. And I actually think Eternal Ring, I think, was a launch title. Or, or damn near. I'd have to look that up again. Okay. But, um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was. Th- there's surprisingly some really, really good. Um, even that. What was the RPG too? Uh, like Orphan, I think. He did a launch title. It was very close, but Orphan or Summoner. Summoner might have been it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, I would. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, but yeah. Which, so, Summoner was. Summoner was actually made by Volition, who makes Saints Row now. That's crazy to think that. And isn't wasn't Summoner two made by FromSoft? Uh, that I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Summoner 2 is from soft. Um, you know, so, okay. So we talked about the games and it was good. I am very satisfied. It was an hour and 15 minutes of fun stuff. So then they start doing this weird reveal, right? Like they're going to show the console and John, you and I had both guessed that they were going to, um, it was probably gonna be a white console based on the controller they showed. Well, we weren't disappointed. It is a white console. Um, honestly is one of the stupidest looking consoles I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm going to buy it. It doesn't matter. It looks really stupid. So I've been trying to think of how to describe this. So imagine you had like a really cool looking black DVD player. And then you took a white piece of paper underneath it and you folded it over the top. 
But the two pieces of paper, the bottom and the top, they don't meet. They just kind of hang off and you can still see one side of the DVD player. It, it, it It's so it's so weird. It's almost like this white. Pla- I mean, aesthetically, to me, not pleasing at all. Uh, it looks almost too futuristic. Like it looks like a device that was like when you see a sci-fi movie from 2030, 2040, 2050, this is what you would see. It's white. It's very clean looking, very, you know, very curvy, you know, sharp edges and round curve, you know, but I don't know. I look, I look at it and I don't like it. Now, when I see it laying down, it looks better in my opinion, but they only showed it standing up. Like, I think they showed it laying down for like a second. Um, yeah, John, it kind of looks like a broken white binder. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like a binder that that's so stuffed it can't close at the end. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's a that's another good example. Um, um I, I saw people uh, showing uh, routers that look almost exactly like that. Yeah. And actually, I've there's seen, a lot of memes. Yeah, I've seen Alienware towers that look exactly yes. like this. Like it looks like an Alienware piece of hardware, which maybe that's what they were going for. But I gotta tell you. I'll dog on Microsoft for making a weird looking console because they're not hardware manufacturers. But when I see a company like Sony that's been making electronics for God knows how many decades, how can they make something that's so seemingly out of tune? And I don't mean out of tune like with current culture, even though I think it is, but just their other products. There's no other product they have that looks like this. None of their TVs look like this. Like you would think that they would have some sort of theme throughout their equipment. And this one just looks like almost like they're trying to differentiate that it's a video game console as opposed to just an electronic device. You know, I I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it just it just feels like they're trying so hard to be cool. And, you know, when that's like when someone tries to be cool, it just it like it's so cringe when people try really hard to be cool (laughs) and and you just tell Um, now uh, the interesting thing, John, I don't know if you noticed this, but when you lay it down. The disk drive is actually on the bottom half, not the top half. Yeah. Which is I weird. But here was the more exciting, I mean, exciting, I guess. Here was the more surprising information when they revealed the hardware. They actually revealed two versions. So the first version is the one we were just talking about. And the second one is exactly the same, except no disk drive. So the sad edition. The sad edition. The PS5 sad. Um,. Now, we've said it on the podcast before, gotten ridiculed on YouTube, even though I think it's an accurate statement, but I'll repeat it here again. I do believe this is the last generation of home consoles that will have physical media. I think that after this, the PlayStation 6 and the Xbox, I don't know, the Xbox Xbox X1 X Series X will... Uh, the Xbox, whatever Elon Musk named his child. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I think those systems just won't have disk drives. I think that's how they're going to handle it. They're both just going to say, you know what? We're not doing it physical media. So, you know. Deal with it. T- yeah, deal with it. Tough tough luck. Uh, go pound sand. Uh, so this system, it since it's the beginning of the generation, and they're already offering a digital-only version, it's very interesting to me, but that's where they're going to go in the next year. I mean, it's just, and we knew that we knew that they're working on streaming game. Streaming is a thing. Digital downloads are, are getting more and more piece of the pie. Um, but I think, and this is exactly what the problem was with the Xbox one S all digital edition where it had no disc drive. It has to come down to being a better price value. And initially right. you think, 
Well, taking a disk drive out of a system doesn't save you that much money. And it doesn't. Taking taking a Blu-ray disk drive out of a system is not saving you $100. So put that out of your head. It's not going to be $100 cheaper. But if it was, you would move that unit. Um, it's, it's just that like it has to be a deal for the consumer because it's not just about the cost of the disk drive. It's the loss of the potential to sell their media in the future. Like they're, they're, That's what you really have to sell to your customers is that, yeah, you're not going to be able to resell any of your games ever. Or maybe what they do, honestly, John, it could be the same price, but it might have a bigger hard drive. It might be a two terabyte hard drive instead of one. Yeah. It might be the same price. And so, you know, that's, but that's what you have to tell your customers is like, we're giving you extra value throughout the life of the console, not just 50 bucks off the top. Cause that 50 bucks off the top isn't enough. And and I can tell you, we, we had one Xbox one S digital one come through the store, which I even debated taking it or not, you know, but I thought I could still make money on the hardware. I mean, I shouldn't not take it. Uh, and nobody wanted it. Nobody <laughs> wanted it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's wild. So it is, it is something that people, especially in our area and it's different everywhere you go. But especially in our area, it's definitely, it's less, that idea of not having discs is going to be less popular. Just well, point, I was, point blank. I was still working at GameStop when that thing came out. And the sad edition Xbox One did not sell un, like for nothing until the holiday when they dropped them down to 150 bucks. Right. Yep. Then they blew out. Um, but then also at that time, everything was blowing out the door so so yeah it's like oh do you want no xbox or do you want one for 150 bucks that has no disk drive like then it moved yeah and, and there there's always that price point that once you get there the average consumer is going to jump on it you know and 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 so it's it's weird i i'm not i'm not super i don't want to say i'm disappointed because i don't get disappointed with <laughs> with with something that because i don't i don't have to choose like now they might even, like I said, they might keep it the same price and do something where with the no disc drive version, you get a year of PlayStation plus a year of PlayStation now and no disc drive and the system's the same price, but you get like $120 value inside. Cause Sony doesn't really drop the price. They add value. That's like their philosophy when it comes to like the PlayStation systems. They say, well, instead of dropping the price, we'll throw in a free game and sell it for the same price. Um, uh, but overall, I, yeah, I think the hardware is a flop. I hate to say it. Like, I just think visually it's not, it's not, I mean, it, it fits with the controller. So maybe we could have guessed that, but it looks like all those terrible concept designs you were seeing over the last month. Yeah. It just looks like they picked one of those and we're like, yeah, we'll make it look like that. <laughs> oh, I, I saw one that, uh, it looked, it looked like a coffee maker. They just put the PlayStation controller right next to a white coffee maker. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's and, and like you said, the router one. There's oh, there's a router that literally looks just like it. It's it's wild, <laughs> but you know it is what it is. So, um, it, did you have any final remarks, John, about the PS5 reveal today? Uh, I mean, other than I want to know price. Um, I definitely want one. I'm gonna reserve one as soon as I possibly can. Um, but I do want to know what the price is. Yeah, I, I agree. I was disappointed. I kind of knew we wouldn't have a price though. And I know a lot of, I had a few friends message me too. And we're like, Oh, do you think that we get pre-orders to go up today? I'm like, well, it's possible, but I don't think we're going to hear a price. And I think it's because Sony still isn't sure what to do with the price. I, I really believe that. Like they're having a manufactured, they're looking at the whole thing. They're looking at the hype. And then I think they're going to really decide last minute 
what the price is going to be on this thing. Um, Do you kind of feel like uh, Microsoft and Sony are just waiting for the other to pull the trigger? Well, you know, both are companies that are very professional. And I don't think they're like waiting for one to do a price with the other one can undercut them. But everyone remembers how, how the leadership at Sony of the PlayStation division, when the PS4 came out, they took a lot of shots at Microsoft and one was the price and one was the disc sharing thing. And like all that stuff was really funny, but they were, they were taking shots, you know, it, I could see Microsoft holding out to see if they were going to make the reveal and then come out with their shots. But I have a feeling at this point, they're just going to have to do their own things. Like Microsoft is going to have to do what they're going to do. And they're going to have to decide what price point they want to sell this thing at. And it really shouldn't have anything to do with Sony's price point. It shouldn't. Um, Not saying that they wouldn't, but it shouldn't. I mean, ultimately, ultimately they should use their strategy. And if they want to undercut Sony, then guarantee your systems 400 bucks and you're going to undercut them no matter what. If yeah. you made it 500, you risk being the same price and maybe undercutting them by a hundred bucks. And if you're 600, then you're probably not going to undercut them. So, but I am with you. They, I, I really do want a price as well. They also did not say anything about their backwards compatibility stuff at all. Yes. Which a, a few people were still hanging on to the, maybe they'll announce backwards compatibility for all systems. <laughs> Um, they did right when the show started, they did show like a legacy video and it showed like the PlayStation one logo and I, my ears perked up right away, but no, alas, it was just them talking about their legacy of making good games. So, yeah, there was one guy on Twitter that posted and he was like, do you think that Sony's going to have a trade or a turn in program where you can turn in your PS4 physical discs to get, uh, PS5 downloads? It's like, dude, that has been a rumor from the Xbox 360 uh the xbox one and it's never happened it's not gonna happen it's it's not gonna happen not not that they couldn't do something like that with first party like and that's why when that bloodborne rumor came out i was like i think a a new bloodborne is stupid it should be a patch or if you have bloodborne for ps4 and you pop that disc in you should be able to download the ps5 version like that makes sense to me yeah because all you're really doing is because they're releasing it for pc or that's the rumor it's coming to pc and then when it comes to PC, you're like, okay, well, yeah, I just want to have those kind of options on the PS5 version when I pop the disc in there. But since it's going to play Bloodborne, I'm sure that that's going to be one of the games that has an update for PS5, like to run yeah. better and to have all the issues fixed. So I don't know. But but all in all, I think it was a good reveal. I think it was yep. fun. It was great to watch. It took about an hour and 15 minutes. We had a blast watching it. And, and uh, you know, you can watch our video on youtube.com slash the drop rate. You can uh, check it out. It should be up hopefully by tonight or tomorrow and you can watch us watch the stream um or of course we basically just talked about the whole thing (laughs) so if you don't want to watch it you just got the the gist of it here um but all in all it was uh it was good content i think um and and honestly it's gonna be a short one today i say it every single week and i have to apologize as well too i meant to say this at the beginning of the podcast uh we are a day late because we were waiting for the Sony event today. So yep. obviously people will be getting this Thursday night or Friday morning and like, so sorry, but you know, we had this juicy bit of news that, you know, and I thought about doing a podcast last night still, and then doing like, what do we think's going to be announced? And then next week we could do the, how close were we? But I don't want to wait a whole week to talk about the PS5. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but with that being said, we're going to go into our games of the week and our pickup piles of the week. And then we're going to be out of here. It's a little bit shorter one this week. Um, Work has still been like just hell for me. Uh, I'm working extra days as we transition, you know, to uh, customers being back in the store and we have to limit how many people can be in there. So like we're all working extra and it's 
<sighs> so, uh, but with that said, John, what is your game of the week this week? Uh, my, my game of the week, I would say, would be Shadow Complex, uh, which is available on Xbox One, PS4, and Xbox 360. Uh, and the PS4 got a physical disc edition from Limited Run Games. Uh, it's a side-scrolling platformer. It is very much Super Metroid set in a modern-day setting. Uh, and it's it's awesome. It's one of my favorite games. I wish that Epic Games would do a sequel. Unfortunately, they're busy making billions of dollars off Fortnite. It, yes. Uh, so I totally agree, man. I Shadow Complex was an amazing game when I first played it. I loved it. Like you said, it... it when you start playing it, it's like a side scroller. And then you get into it. It's like, Oh, it's like super Metroid Castlevania type, except instead of a ice beam, they give you a grenade launcher. Now you can blow open doors with a grenade launcher that are marked a certain way, you know? And yeah. And rumor had it, they were working on a sequel. Cause that was done by chair. Yep. And what are they are still, are they still around? What are they doing? They're 100% on Fortnite. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Donald mustard, who is the head of chair interactive, uh works on the the Fortnite team. Ah uh, well, that's too bad. <laughs> that's really a shame. <laughs> um uh, Oh, and they also did they did Infinity Blade for which was an iOS game. Yes, that was their deviation first. They made Infinity Blade one, two, and mm-hmm. three. And then after Infinity Blade they pretty much went to Fortnite. Yeah, and and the thing about Shadow Complex, not to cut in on you here, but it was uh, it was a story. It was, the story of that game was based off of a book. Yes, Empire. I was going to bring it up. Yeah, so uh, I'll let you, I'll let you do that. Sorry, my bad. Have you read that book? I have not. Uh, I like Ender's Game, so I I liked Orson Scott Card's writing until uh, I found out what a horrible a human being is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so unfortunately, I did not read anything else of his. <laughs> yes. Um. Thankfully, his terrible opinions generally don't seep into the Ender's Game books for the most part. At least, not that I, not that I intimated. Maybe, <laughs> maybe somebody might dig into it and be like, "Oh, Xenocide means this." But um, Empire is pretty good. I liked it. There's also a sequel to it, um, so I would say it is definitely worth reading. Um, and the funny thing is, I read Empire before I played Shadow Complex. Oh, nice. I did not know Shadow. Con- I did not know it was going to be a video game. I did not realize that he wrote Empire in anticipation of it being turned into a video game. I just read it and was like, "Oh, that was pretty good. I liked it." Oh, I didn't realize it was that connected. That's cool. Yeah. Um, because that was, and I want to say the game is a prequel, right? Uh, because isn't Empire like a post-apocalyptic kind of it, story? And I think at the end of spoilers i guess at the end of shadow complex isn't that like the nukes going off or something like you're in the 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 book is about like a secret shadow organization taking over the the united states oh okay okay um and the game basically is the end of that book i believe essentially Hmm. where you're storming that complex where they have that incredibly high-tech piece of weaponry interesting okay because yeah that, that game started off really neat like you were there like the main character's there with like his girlfriend you're just like in your i think you're in the your pickup truck you want like a picnic or something you go into a cave and then you kind of fall into this cave and you see like a door and you go into the yeah. whole complex and then they i think they kidnap her and then well it was it's a first date and they she she's like hey let's go 
let's go on a picnic in the woods. And so you, you arrive in, in your Jeep and then she's like, oh, let's explore this cave. And she ends up falling and she falls right in front of this facility door. And then the door opens and two military guys drag her inside. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, side scrolling Nathan Drake is like, I need to rescue her. Yep. <laughs> and do you know about the alternate ending of that game? No, hit me with it. All right. Spoilers for, don't get pissed off. Spoilers at me, for a 12 year old, for a 12 year old game. Realistically, you would not get this ending if you didn't know about it. So, Instead of going into the door to rescue the girl, if you climb back out of the, the cave and go back to the Jeep, he gets into the Jeep and he's like, eh, whatever. It was just a first date anyway. And then the credits roll. <laughs> and he just leaves there to die in that, huh. in that facility. I mean, it was just the first date. Let's, yep. let's, let's get real. Um, that That's fantastic. Now I, uh, I loved that game on 360, and then when they announced it coming to PS4, and then they did a physical that like made my day. And that was yep. back when Limited Run was still doing set prints. So I think they did like 2,000 of that game, and that was one of the first games that they put up for pre-order that didn't sell out the first day. And it was like the next day, it was Saturday, and then they opened it wide open for pre-orders, or not for pre-orders, they just opened it wide open and said, okay, well, the limits are off. We didn't sell out in the first day, so you can buy as many as you want. And I bought like 10 more. I think <laughs> 10 or 15 more. So I have like 20 copies of shadow complex Jesus. <laughs> at the store, which I'm gonna do a quick search. Uh, let's see, uh, let's see how my investments doing. I have two copies of that myself. Well, it's up to about 70 bucks used 80 bucks used. So I'm, I'm quadrupling my investment at this point. Just nice. keep on holding down. Yeah. I mean the early limited run stuff can really hold some good value. It's, it's quite nice. Um, yeah, 80, 85 bucks here. Oh yeah. That's real good there. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so, uh, so shadow complex, I'm with you. Great game. Fantastic game. Yep. So what is your game of the week? So I need to reiterate right now. Or I need to iterate and then I'll reiterate. This is not a joke. Okay. Th- this game. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see it. <laughs> well, and the, the green screen's killing it. So there you go, John. Uh, maybe you can see. Okay. Um, so, so this game is not a joke. Okay. It's not a joke. My game of the week is my, one of my favorite dance rhythm games. I, I legitimately like this game a lot and I played it a lot. I'm talking about the banger as it is on PS2, Britney's dance beat. Yes. Britney Spears had a video game on the PS2 called Britney's dance beat. And this game is awesome. And, so I, I, when this first came out, obviously like everyone else, I played it like as a joke. I was like, Oh God, this would be hilarious. And a few of friends and I had it actually, I played it with Brent, uh, you, John, you know, Brent, uh, yep. so I, I played it with Brent and we were drinking beers and playing this game. We were passing a controller around to everybody. We were doing like the versus mode. The versus mode has multiple people. You get to choose who you want to be. And each one has like a different ability. So if you get a good combo going, like say you haven't missed, you know, 50 or 100 beats in a row you'll start to mess up the other player so like one player will actually like move their timeline and change their beat of their music and stuff so it's it's great and so it's a really good music rhythm game and you know what britney's music was good as you know it was was good ish you know whatever it was fun so my game of the week not a joke 
Britney's dance beat for the PS2. If you like rhythm games, like cut controller button rhythm games, it's it's excellent. So, so I have a crappy GameStop story about that game. <laughs> so, I started at GameStop in 2002 down in Milwaukee, and my store manager's name was Ed, and. When GameStop does price changes, you just get a bunch of stickers that spit out of the label printer. Yeah. And then you go around the store and you reprint them. You come, or you re-sticker them. Yeah, you come to work and there's like a thousand stickers on the floor that printed right. out overnight and you come into this this mess. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. One time at in Oshkosh there was legitimately over five thousand label <laughs> price changes. And um, often and, and as a funny note to that, sometimes it would literally be a game going from four ninety nine to three ninety nine. And then the next yep. day, they would change it from three ninety nine back to four ninety nine. We thought it was yep. a joke for a while. We thought, are they just doing this so that we have work to do? Like, what is this? <laughs> so dumb. So, so the crappy thing that would about Britney's dance beat, and this really showed me the character of my first boss at GameStop. So, when price changes printed out, when they lowered the game's price, he would not change the label on the price. Or on the game. Sure. So what he would do, this was before point or pin pads as well, he would leave the game at the price that was previously listed. So the I remember Britney's dance beat was like thirty seven ninety nine. And the game dropped down to like twenty bucks or something like that. And what he would have us do is he would have us raise the price of the game back to the pre stickered price. <laughs> so like he would have us increase the price back up to that 37.99 even though when we scanned it in the computer it would read at the $20 price that it should have been. Oh my god. So that way so that way we were making extra profit off of that game even though the company had deemed that game to be reduced in price. <laughs> There's so, so yeah, many that, things wrong with that. I don't even know yeah, where to begin. That was, <laughs> that was 2002ish GameStop. Uh, and just one of the shadiest store managers. See, he could have at least like marked it, like he'd, he'd mark it down ten dollars, or like mark it down to twenty. Like leave the sticker at thirty. It would ring up at twenty, and then put like a ten dollar Game Informer subscription on there, and just be like, "Yep, your total's thirty-one. It looks kind of weird. Right. We just threw in the free thing and took blah blah blah." You know, man, he <laughs> he was doing it for the profit. That's that's a bad reason. Yeah, that uh, guy would also smoke cigarettes above the smoke detectors in the back of the store in the mall down in Milwaukee. Uh, <laughs> He, he also gave me uh, he gave me Grand Theft Auto Vice City before Street Date as well. Nice. Well, he was a good guy then. Uh, yep. So my my funny story about Britney's dance beat was we were doing a Madden tournament at De Pere, so I think we had like four people in it, and we weren't equipped to handle tournaments back then. I think we had four people. We were playing on the demo unit or something, and in okay. between in between people playing, I had Britney's dance beat set up, and I had a bunch of Madden meatheads playing Britney's dance beat. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was awesome. <laughs> uh, I, but, but yep, that's my that's my game of the week. Britney's dance beat for PS2. Nice. Uh, so John, you and I both have pretty massive pickup piles this week. I thought about breaking it into yes. two piles and saving some for next week, but nah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just get it over with. Uh, but first, what did you have in your pickup pile of the week? All right, so I'm not going to show you the console because it's being used over there but i got the um cyberpunk 2077 system uh i managed to snag one 
uh, from Wario 64's posting, uh, which was a good thing I did because it sold out like three hours after it went up. It was gone. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny about that because I saw it initially and I, I thought it was okay. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to drop the money on it. And then I think the Microsoft store had it. And I was like, well, I'll just buy one fine. So I bought it. And now it's sold out everywhere. And I'm so glad I did. But anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Did you get yours yet? I did. I got mine in the mail yesterday. Okay. Um, so besides the console, uh, I'll start off with PlayStation stuff. Um, I get Yee's Memories of Cecilita, or however the hell you say it. Mm. Um, the re-release of the Vita title, or was it Vita or PSP? Vita. I think it's Cel- Celsita. 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 Uh, so I got that today, um, which was only 40 bucks on Amazon, which is pretty damn good for... Um, Exceed always does really good collector's editions. So for 40 bucks, that was pretty awesome. Did they do that um, in the non-collector's edition? Because I love the the Wise games or the Yeez or however you pronounce it, but I don't uh, I don't want those like big bulky collectors anymore. <laughs> I don't believe they did. Ah, dang it. Just, uh, just be a lunatic and buy it and then throw away the case. Just just give me the game out of <laughs> yours and then just keep the case. <laughs> uh, so besides these, I got I uh, picked up Days Gone. Uh, the Days of Play sale has it on sale. So what, uh, it was how, cheap. How much was it? 10 bucks? 20 bucks. 20 bucks? Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Best Buy had a screaming deal on some PlayStation titles. So I got Flipping Death. Uh, smash, hit, plunder. Uh, <laughs> All Star Fruit that? Racing. I don't know. You bought All Star um, Fruit Racing, man. <laughs> I did buy All Star Fruit Racing. Um, Max and the Curse of the of the Brotherhood. Uh, which for a while, uh, the company that made this was actually owned by Microsoft, and then they bought themselves out from back from them. I guess. Interesting. Oh, uh, that oh, one's on the floor. Drop. Uh, Apex Construction. So all of these five PlayStation titles were seven ninety nine each. Seven ninety nine. That's hard to pass up. Yes. All right, and then I got Sea of Thieves Anniversary Edition, which has a really badass cover. Like the, it's got like a hollow foil chrome cover. It looks really sweet. Um, how much was that? Uh, ten bucks. Oh, that's not bad. I like to see a thieves enough. Yep, Halo Five Guardians was ten bucks. Forza Motorsport Seven was ten bucks. I also got uh, uh, Hellblade or is it Hellblade? The yeah, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Yes, I got Hellblade for for ten bucks as well. So uh, I also have. I have to go pick it up, but um. I have a copy of State of Decay 2 that I got for 10 bucks as well. Nice. Uh, and then besides that, uh, I got Remnant from the Ashes. I've beaten that game. Which is made by Gunfire Games. You beat this game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I play, I play, I put, really? like, I put like 40 hours into that game, yeah. Damn. Was that on PC? I started on PC. Yeah, I've, I've only played on PC. I played with Jordan. Him and I did a bunch of okay. that game for like 20, 25 hours, and then I played with a few other friends. So you digged it? then i guess yeah well I, yeah i finished it and then uh now they have an expansion out actually i gotta dive into that okay and then uh as far as subpar xbox 360 games uh i got inversion 
Which oh. actually is uh, made by Saber Interactive, which uh, I bel- Saber got bought by somebody, and I forget who the hell it was, but uh, somebody picked up that studio for... I think they worked on the Halo Master Chief Collection and then got bought up by somebody. Hmm, interesting. All right, so what do you got? Your 16 games and a console. Oh boy. And some so, accessories. So, I have I also have the Cyberpunk console it's down here, so I'm not going to pull it up, but I bought the Cyberpunk console as well. Um Are I, you going to ever open it? I don't think so. Uh, I have, okay. <laughs> I have a, I have a project Scorpio version Xbox one X already. And I like it. It's black. It fits my, mo- the, my, my design motif on my, uh, okay. in my living room. Um, but I got a couple of accessories for the turbo mini. So I forgot I ordered these, okay. but I got the PC mini multi-tap, which is basically just a USB multi-tap. This was a waste of money. And then <laughs> I got an extra turbo controller. <laughs> so these came in, I forgot to cancel those. I should have. But, you know, whatever, I forgot. Uh, so, then I got these other two accessories. Technically, it's the same thing. But I got two of the Striker DC game pads. Nice. Uh, okay. These are excellent. I don't know if you got one of these, but I, 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 for anyone who's listening, there's a company called Retro Fighters, and the first thing they did was they made an N64 controller that feels like a DualShock. So, they basically yeah. make controllers for retro systems that feel like more modern controllers. This one is the Striker DC. It's a Dreamcast controller. Now, arguably, the Dreamcast controller is fine, but this one has almost like Xbox One style analogs. And uh, it's just good. It's nice. Really nice feeling controller. I don't know if they're worth the money necessarily, but they're definitely nice controllers. The Retro Fighter, I believe the early ones had issues. Does that one have any issues that you can tell? I mean, no, but I haven't used it. Like, I only pulled it out of the box and held it, but I didn't actually use it. But you're right. The first 64 ones had some issues, and I think they got fixed before I even got mine from being a backer on them. Okay. I think. Um, So I didn't pick up any of the Xbox greasers that you picked up. They were a good price. (laughs) (laughs) They were a good price, but I didn't really dive in. But I got uh, Final Fantasy Tactics A2 for DS. Okay. Um, I got a copy of. Oh, I can kind of try to do this in order here. Oh boy. Oh geez. We're ah, you dropped your crap too. We're spilling them. <laughs> We're spilling them. These, it's PS4. Uh, it's their um, whatever shrink wrap they use. It is greasy, man. It like, it it just everything slides on these suckers. Um, Sorry about the barking dog, by the way. Oh, that's okay. My, Dogs bark. Man. My puppy upstairs is very very lonely right now. <laughs> Uh, it's fine, man. Um, okay, so for PS3, I got Atelier Tatori. Okay. Um, yeah. And then I got Atelier Maruru. So these are Japanese RPGs. They're actually pretty good, too. I, I On the PS2, they start off as Atelier Iris. And I had all... I have the first two. I don't have the third one yet. I need to get that. But the first two, and I always... I liked the first one. I actually played it and liked it quite a bit. Um, but never... Uh, you know, never got the PS3 ones. Like for some reason I looked at them and thought all oh, these are kind of like, cause they were coming out every year. And I was like, well, I don't really like RPGs yeah. that come out with a new version every year. And then we got in, uh, which is later in my pile down here, but we got in one of the rare ones. Like there's a, there's like an $80 Atelier game for PS4 physical right now. Um, uh, which one is it? It's, uh, let me see here. That bad boy out. That's uh Ryza Atelier Ryza. Um, but apparently it's getting a reprint though. Like on Amazon, they say it's going to be back in stock, like in the next couple weeks. So that should, that should go back to normal, but it's a, it's a low print. Um, I, I got some of my PS2, uh, 
imports that I had ordered. Um, ordering from Japan right now is is really annoying because half the stuff gets canceled because their Japan post isn't open still. But I, I managed to squeeze a couple through. So I got in the uh, Kaneko Man Muscle Grand Prix. This is the first one. So last week I had the second one. This is the one we got that we that, uh, was called Galactic Wrestling. That's this one. Um, okay. The one I got last week, that was actually the sequel to that game, which we never got. Um, I picked up a copy of Tales of Rebirth for PS2. Um, I picked up a game called Ghost Vibration for PS2. It's actually still <laughs> sealed, too. Uh, it's like an on-rails ghost-busting game. Is that a Euro copy? I saw the blue case. It, it is. It's, uh, I think it's Italian. Okay. Yeah, I think it's Italian. Uh, and then this one I know you would like, but I got a game called Seven Sins. <laughs> now, this PS2 game, like, so look at the back here, John. If you notice in the middle, that picture, those are two analog sticks where the ladies' uh, breasts would be. And the mini game is you have to spin the analog sticks around. <laughs> Um, you know, just like women like their their boobs do wildly yeah, that's, that's, around. That, I mean, that's been my experience. Um, just <laughs> crank, important part of foreplay. Just, just just crank on them, you know. Um, but yeah, so the idea is that you work at like a retail store in the mall, and like women come in, and it's like you. It, I, I was watching a YouTube video about. It. I have not played it yet, but I watched a YouTube video, and it just looks wild, like it's so inappropriate. <laughs> Um, and this one is a, what, is a French copy. So unfortunately I can't read the back, but was that originally like one of the, was that like a simple series Japanese game or what the hell was that? I have no idea, but on the back it says Peggy 16 plus and then has like the male and female symbol. Like nice. I don't Does know. Does it have like a cardboard slip cover on that thing? Yeah. Yeah. There's Weird. a card, there's a cardboard slip cover and then the blue case. It's very oh. strange. Um, yeah, very, now I want that. Very weird stuff. <laughs> that, that that's a John game if I've ever seen one. Yep, I want to analog around some boobies. <laughs> um, I picked up I picked up a couple. Uh, I picked up Eternal Poison for PS2. We got one of these in at the nice. store uh, from a very unexpected source. Like we took some trade-ins from a couple of people that looked uh, like they wouldn't play those type of games. And I don't mean that as like a racial thing. It's more so they like look a, like normal people. Well, sure, <laughs> they did. They just looked like people that would play games like monster truck racing. But they had okay. all these RPGs. They had two copies of, of Shadow Hearts <laughs> for PS2. <laughs> um, I picked up Clock Tower Three, which arguably is the nice. worst Clock Tower game, but it's still a Clock Tower game, so goes in the collection. And this one, I'm surprised I didn't have it, but I picked up Heroes of Might and Magic on PS2. Uh, okay. I, I love Heroes Might Magic on PC. My brother and I played all the time together. This version is really bad, but it uh, it's it's a it's a Heroes game on PS2. So why wouldn't you get it? Uh, and then I'll I'll fire through these PS4 ones real quick because some are very similar to you. So also in that sale that you had, I picked up Flipping Death. Uh, I also picked up the Warhammer 40k game. So I got Space, uh, Space Hulk Ascension. And just Space Hulk, which these games are. Terrible. I had those already. Yeah, they're terrible, yeah. but they're 40k games. I picked up Tempest 4000. Had that already. Um, Dark Siders Genesis. Amazon had that down to 15 bucks. Nice. And then that Atelier Ryza game. So that is it. That is my pickup piles of the week. For the there's week. a there's an Atelier game that uh, Amazon had for super cheap, and I was like, oh, why the hell is this cheap? 
because uh, I got it for like 20 bucks and it just recently came out. And apparently it's like, instead of it being a role-playing game, it's like very limited interaction and it's basically a... Uh, a visual novel? A visual novel, yeah. Oh, no. Did you buy that one? Uh, I don't think so, unless that's Atelier Fafiris? Fyrus? that sound familiar? It F- might be. I'll, I'll text I'll shoot you a text on okay. what it is. Because that one came this. into because that one came into the store. And what's weird about this too, so all the Atelier games are were published by Koi company. Bandai Core. Yeah, yeah. This one's uh Koei Tecmo did Oh yeah, Koei Tecmo. Gus does them. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, so that's all we had for today, everyone. I know it's a shorter one, only uh, only an hour. Um but thank you as everybody uh, thank you everybody always for listening and watching and sticking with us. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Game Trade Greg. You can follow John at Dryer Combo on Twitch. Uh, I'm also oh. going to start. Uh, I'm going to start putting my pickup pile of the week on my Twitter. Nice. I'm just going to shoot a picture of it and I'll post it after the show goes up. Ah, that's a really good idea. I should do the same. Uh, yes. Uh, you can follow us on, uh, or you can, Follow us on Twitch, excuse me, twitch.tv slash the drop rate, youtube.com slash drop rate, and uh, give us a sub. We broke 7,000 subs. We're on our way to 8,000, and then the, uh, you know, we're, we're trucking our way to 10K. So, um, but that is it for today, everybody. Thank you again. We appreciate you so much. John, say goodbye. Later. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye bye.